This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. This, my name is Shelley Volk, and if you were with us yesterday, you know we started a theme that is so important in view of the age and the day that we're living in, and that theme is God's wisdom versus man's wisdom. And there is a wide gap between the two. And I believe because of this age that we're living in, the final days of this age, we must understand and live with and in the wisdom of God. I'd like to review some of the verses that we looked at yesterday. If you have your Bibles, join with me in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, beginning at verse 18. For the word of the cross is to those who are perishing foolishness, But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the cleverness of the clever I will set aside. Where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not come to know God, God was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For indeed, Jews look for signs, and Greeks search for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, to Jews a stumbling block, and to Gentiles foolishness. But to those who are the called, both Jews and Gentiles, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For consider your calling, brethren, that there were not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong. And the base things of the world and the despised God has chosen, the things that are not, that he might nullify the things that are. This is such a powerful portion of of Scripture, and we need to understand it fully, because one of the great battles that we all face is our wisdom versus God's wisdom. And of course, the wisdom of God is so far greater than higher than our wisdom, Remember, we read in Isaiah, my ways and thoughts are so much higher than yours. And yet, God doesn't want to leave us just depending upon our own wisdom. 
Remember in Proverbs, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. But who among us doesn't wrestle sometimes with trying to understand things on our own understanding? But God has a higher way. And again, the word is clear. And the ultimate, uh, let's say, the quintessential wisdom of God was demonstrated at the cross when his son, Jesus, our Messiah, was offered up as a propitiation for our for our sins and our old way of life. But the word of the cross is one of two things. It's either foolishness to those who don't believe and who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. So throughout these verses, we see the difference between the foolishness of what the world believes and the glory of what God believes, and God wants to impute that wisdom to us. And Paul was Paul proved that he believed in the wisdom of God, because in verse 23, as we just read, he said, But we preach Christ crucified to our Jewish people a stumbling block, and to Gentiles it's foolishness. Yet God will allow us to come into the realm of his wisdom. I just want to point out, as we said yesterday, a stumbling block in Greek is the word where we get our English word scandal. So it's really scandalous not to believe what God has done. And we see that that word also has the implication that a stumbling block causes behavior which will lead to ruin. However, but we see again the word of God says, but to those Jews and Gentiles that are called Christ, the Messiah, the Holy One of Israel, is the power and the wisdom of God. So let's continue on. I want to get to verse 30. Verse 29 says, No man should boast before God. If we believe that which God is and what God, the word of God says, we are going to come into a new realm. But in verse 30, we read this, But by doing, but by his doing, by the doing of God, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Now, when we look at this verse, I doubt if anyone who knows the Lord will deny that the, the, deny the fact that the Messiah has been made our righteousness. No one will deny the fact that he has been made our sanctification. And nobody will deny the fact that he has been made our redemption. But here's the key. Has he truly become our wisdom? Listen to these words. They're very clear. But by his doing, you are in Messiah Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God. My brothers and sisters, this is such a vital issue in our lives today. Has the Messiah, has the Lord, has your Lord and Savior become your wisdom? Because one of the battlefields in our lives as believers is trusting in our own brain power, our own logic, or our own senses, rather than depending upon the wisdom of God. All right? That completes chapter 1. So let's go to chapter 2, where we are going to find the, uh, the link, or how to close the gap between our wisdom and God's wisdom. Because we see uh, and we understand that we cannot underestimate the power and the influence of the world. Jesus and the cross have become stumbling blocks to my Jewish people. They become, it becomes foolishness 
to the Gentiles who do not have an understanding of what God accomplished at Calvary. And it goes against, that crucifixion goes against every natural reasoning and man's intelligence. So we're faced with a dilemma. What is the remedy? And we see the remedy as we go on into chapter 2. So we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I hope you're with me. And when I came to you, Paul speaking to the church at Corinth, when I came to you, brethren, I did not come with superiority of speech or of wisdom, proclaiming to you the testimony of God. For I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. So what is Paul saying? I knew nothing regarding you, nothing among you, but the only thing he knew was the epitome of God's wisdom, and that was Jesus and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. Isn't it interesting? Because we need to understand the life of Paul. Who among us would want to have a speaker come to our congregation or fellowship who's weak and fearful and trembling? But yet this was Paul. In his weakened condition, he was able to come forth with such mighty words. And we have to remember that Paul had already been imprisoned in Philippi. He was run out of Thessalonica, and he was made fun of and mocked when he debated in Athens. So we see he's been through it all, and he is thoroughly convinced that there's only one wisdom, and we are called to live in that wisdom. Chapter, chapter 2, verse 4. And my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. And now we're beginning to see what the remedy is to not live by our own wisdom or the wisdom of the world, but by the wisdom of God, which is power. All right, let's continue. Verse 5. Let let me repeat verse 4. And my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. Oh, my brothers and sisters, get hold of this. Our faith, if it's purely cerebral, if it's purely based on what we think, what we know, what we understand, it's going to fail us. But our faith should not rest on our wisdom, the wisdom of the world or the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. Yet, we do speak wisdom among those who are mature, a wisdom, however, not of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away. But we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory. God has already predestined. It's a mystery that must be unfolded by the grace and the power of the Holy Spirit. And and therefore, we speak God's wisdom, the hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory. Verse 8, the wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood. For if they had understood it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But just as it is written, Things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which not have entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. Get hold of this. 
get hold of this because it's so important. You see, when we look for wisdom on a natural basis, how do we attain wisdom? Well, one way is through what we see, through the eye. Another way is what we hear. And these, these two ingredients play a major part in man's wisdom, as well as the fact that um, what has entered into our heart or mind, this is the accumulation of wisdom. But this is the wisdom of man. This is natural wisdom that we could call logic or being reasonable. It's our own understanding. But God has a way for us that will allow us to come into the fullness, as we said, by this, by his doing, by God's doing, you are in Christ Jesus, who has become to us wisdom from God. We're going to continue this theme, and I encourage you to read on in chapter 2 in Corinthians, First Corinthians, because we're going to see that the wisdom of God has been available to all of us, and that's where we need to live, especially in these end days. So, Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, because you have closed the gap between man's wisdom and God's wisdom. And you, through the power of the Holy Spirit, which endues us with power, can come and live and move and have our being in you because your wisdom has been made known to us and you're calling us to live in the reality of the wisdom of God. I pray this for every one of our listeners. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.